Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi there, this is Alon and welcome to the Praying Christian Women Podcast. We are so thankful and glad to have you here listening with us. I'm here with my super good friend and co-host, Danny, And we are bringing you guys another Coffee Break episode. This is where we take some of your questions on prayer and just have a recorded discussion. So before we jump into today's question... We want to invite you to submit your own questions at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And today's question is from Eliane. Eliane, we've emailed back and forth many times, and you're a faithful listener and a friend, but I hope I'm saying your name right because I've never said it out loud. So um, it's from Eliane, and she says, My worst sin is letting the negative thoughts get to me. Letting the enemy lie to me and accepting the lies that I am not worthy, that I am stupid, that I don't deserve happiness, and not fighting back. That is my weakness. And I just want to let you know, Eliane, that is so me. That's one of my biggest struggles, and I do look forward to jumping into this discussion and talking about this. And whether we come away with, you know, pat answers, I don't know, but at least we know we're not alone. (laughs) Well, before we jump in, let's just go ahead and start with a word of prayer. God, we are so thankful for the chance to record these episodes. We're thankful for your love for us, for your word, for our listeners. Thank you for Eliane and her question. We just pray that you would be guiding our discussion on this topic and that you would be protecting and delivering us all from negative self-talk. Lord, we confess that we are your creation. We confess that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. We confess that we are your workmanship, Lord. And I just pray that you would free us to be able to see our worth in you, God, not an inflated or prideful thing, but just knowing how deeply you love us and that we are made in your image, Lord. And I just pray that you would give us victory over the lives of the enemy that tried to tell us we are worthless or stupid or anything like that, God. We just know that those are lies and that you can give us victory over those falsehoods and replace them with your truth. Amen, amen. All right, so negative self-talk, that's basically what we're talking about, right? I think so, yeah. And, and you know, she acknowledges letting the enemy lie to me and accepting the lies. I mean, I think that's the first step is recognizing it because, you know, for a long time, I don't even know that I realized I was doing it. Um, it just, I had this, and I do have a, I, I enjoy being a victim and a martyr sometimes. That's kind of my way of, of uh, indulging in self-pity and it feels good to me sometimes even though it feels bad it's comfortable yeah, and get it, yeah. yeah so I think acknowledging that it is from the enemy is huge so that's a good first step for sure and I feel like you can correct me if you disagree Jamie I feel like this is probably a struggle that impacts women to maybe a greater degree than men and I know I'm like making huge stereotypes right here but I feel like, as a gender, women do battle more just in general with things like insecurity and 
you know, even if you go back to this issues of body image, feeling like we're not pretty, you know, any of those things, I feel like in general, these probably are women-oriented struggles. Or do you think I'm being totally like sexist and off my rocker? I don't think so. Maybe we're both really sexist and stereotypical, but I really think that it is largely a, a women's problem. Now, there could be men that struggle with it too, but I would say in general, if you did a statistical analysis, that there'd be a large percentage of people that struggle with this that are women. Right. So you are absolutely not alone. <laughs> and we're really glad you brought up this question. And there's something that you word it too, you know, that you, you absolutely recognize. These are lies from the enemy. You know, you have no doubt where they're coming from. And like James, I, I do feel like that's the first. A lot of people probably don't even realize that they're victims of this negative self-talk. And it's so funny because we say negative self-talk, but it sounds all like, you know, I don't know, like we're psychology 101 students. <laughs> like, you know, it just it sounds like this label that you could throw out there to mean all kinds of things. And truly, it doesn't sound all that bad, right? You know, like, yeah, sometimes I talk to myself in a new way. Like, sometimes I mean to myself. But, you know, let's just talk about how destructive this is in general. Because for most women, like Eliana, I feel like you have a leg up because you recognize that you have the struggle. I feel like so many women don't even realize that they're doing this. So negative self-talk is when you pass yourself in the mirror and you just go, oh, you know, like, it's not even a word. It's just, oh. or you do something that makes you feel kind of silly and you just in your mind, oh, I'm so stupid. How could I have done that? Mm -hmm. You know, or even, even like the way that you can be joking with your friends, like, I hate it when people say, well, yeah, I just had a blonde moment. Because first of all, like, it just makes it out like people with blonde hair are more prone to saying not smart things <laughs> than others, which I don't love. But, also, but we are. No, I'm just kidding. That was negative <laughs> self-talk coming out. I'm not as blonde as I used to be, but I used to be way blonder, and I did make blonde jokes. But you yeah. know what? It's a method in a way. Like in my mind, when I, I think maybe how it starts in the beginning is kind of joking or self-deprecation. Like if I say it first, then I'm putting a shield of protection in front of myself so that no one else can beat me to the punch by thinking it or saying it. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of maybe oh, where, it, sure. where it begins is self-defense, but then I don't know, that, that might be part of it. Well, and we do this too. Um by deflecting compliments like there are some women who you just can't compliment if you're like dependent on it because it would always be like oh Jamie your hair looks great and I'm not saying you Jamie I just you know you're not <laughs> you don't think my hair looks great you think my hair looks bad <laughs> it's a little too blonde today <laughs> but you know like if I try to say something nice to you and then you come back with Oh, well, thanks, but you know what? I, I'm like, my roots are showing. Or, yeah, I don't even know if you guys here. I'm totally I do that with my I do that with my food, with, with cooking. If people, mm -hmm. I'm always super critical of my cooking. And if anyone, and I desperately want my family to like what I made, but when they say it, like, I'll either put it down before they even eat it, like on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. you know, or they'll say something good about it, and I'll say, yeah, but. That, yeah, that, but. Always. Yeah. And like sometimes it's just like please accept a compliment because yes. it's it almost looks righteous and humble, mm -hmm. but really like okay, take a compliment. 
I'm just trying to say your turkey tastes good, okay? Yeah, and it can actually evolve into false humility because, you know, maybe you do. And I don't normally say, like, if I made a great turkey, I I would be okay with that. But if I, I think you could get to the point where you make an okay turkey and it's it's pretty good and you just want to, you want to make it seem like you're not taking that. I don't know, like false humility. You, people know what that is. Um, but it can almost kind of evolve into that. But I, I, I feel like this kind of negative self-talk is kind of the surface negative self-talk for sure that, that involves interacting with others. Right. And I feel like what is so dangerous about it. So let's go back. I'm probably like 14 at the time of this story. And like many 14-year-olds struggled with body image. Although like looking back, I'm like, yeah, what do you have to complain about? You know, like right? it's so yeah. But anyway, I remember it was an absolute Holy Spirit conviction because I was looking in the mirror feeling like, oh, I wish this were different. I wish that was different. Why can't this be bigger and this be smaller? And I realized I was insulting the God who made me. Yeah. And that's a really huge thing. You're not going to go up to a brand new mother and say, yeah, your baby's pretty ugly. What were you thinking? (laughs) You know, but that's, or, you know, to, to a painter and be like, oh yeah, that's horrible. Like God made you, he knit you together. What right do you think you have to point out what he did wrong? You know? I had, I've had several of those moments where I've realized that and I've, I've felt like God has kind of reflected back to me and said, would you ever hold anyone else to this standard anywhere? Would you hold anyone else in your life up to the standard that you hold yourself? And when you're putting yourself down, you're putting down one of my children. It's it, it, because for me, you know, when, when the Bible talks about love um, or, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or love one another, or love, why can't I get this really easy? It's that verse about love. Love others like you love yourself. <laughs> love others as you love yourself. Tell me, what is that? Why can't I say Do it? unto others as you would have them do unto you. Is that yes, what we're talking that's about? one, but then it also says love your neighbor as yourself. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. You got it. Love, your, love God with all your heart. This is the first <laughs> of the commands. And then love, love your, neighbor. your neighbor as yourself. And I have never, re- I had at that point, I had not read it to be, not only do I need to love my neighbor as myself, but I need to love myself as I love my neighbor. They have to be equal. Mm-hmm. How you feel you should love your neighbor is the same as you should love yourself. And um, so, you know, you need to, basically, I am, I'm doing a disservice to God by putting myself down. And to take it a step further of how damaging it is, though, I mean, that in itself should grieve us to mm-hmm. be insulting God. Um, but I had a time not too long ago when I found myself um, putting myself down verbally. Normally, it's in my mind. If it's not just the, oh, my turkey's not that good, you know, but if it's like seriously, like really bad stuff, I keep it in my head, but I was really Mm -hmm. upset at myself and I was in the car and the kids got in the car and I said, oh, I hate myself when I do that. I didn't even say, I hate when I do that. I said, I hate myself when I do that. And as Mm -hmm. soon as I said the words, I hate myself, I always tell my kids, don't ever use the word hate for yourself, for other people, for anything, you know, don't use the word hate. And um, a little while later, I heard my son 
saying something similar where he said, I hate myself. And to hear my own destructive words that I thought were only destructive to me being echoed in my child, like I realized I've passed something on to him. I've passed on a spiritual or emotional or whatever um, injury. I've passed it on to him. And that was very humbling and sad for me. So that since then I've, I've tried to be better and I, I do, you know, I really, I do feel like God is, is moving in me, but it's a constant, constant struggle for me. Yeah. Do you ever watch any YouTube videos by the truth bomb mom? No. So she's great. I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but she's just super encouraging and inspiring to women. So she has a video about negative self-talk where she's invited some of her girlfriends to come over one, you know, one at a time. She asks them, when you say negative things to yourself, what is it you say? You know, and so one woman might say, oh, I can never keep my house clean. I'm just, I'm, I'm really bad at organization. I'm sloppy. I just can't keep up my house. And then another woman says, you know, like, my thighs are too big. I've got a double chin. I can't fit my clothes. You know, like all these things that we've all heard ourselves or our friends say. And then she must have solicited help from like moms or spouses or something. But she had pictures of these women from when they were, you know, like five or six years old. And she held them out. She says, okay, now I want you to say that to this little girl in this picture. Oh, my goodness. Of course, oh, you're my like it six-year-old Jamie and say, Jamie, I hate you when you do this. I think we're going to tell a little kid. That, that makes me want to cry. Oh my it goodness. It's very poignant oh. and very convicting because yeah. yeah, you're, you're damaging yourself. You would never say this to your child. You would never mm-hmm. say this to anybody's child. If you're saying it to yourself and you're a child of God. So there's, there really is no, no reason for that. And I, I also feel like Words, whether or not they're spoken out loud or just thought, they have power. They have, um, I almost look at this negative self-talk is, and, and don't quote me, I'm not getting theological here. I don't really mean this literally, but I think about it as almost like an anti-prayer. Do you know what I mean? Like when we pray. Like a curse. It is. When I pray for you, I am praying blessings on you. But when I am saying such negative things, it is like a curse. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we just need to be so cognizant of that because we're tearing down instead of building up. Absolutely. Um, one last thing that, you know, we have probably a couple of little, you know, I, I have a couple of ideas of kind of how to combat this. But for me personally, I just have one last kind of point and that I've learned about myself and I said before, it's this victim mentality that has put me in the place of protecting myself. Like, well, if I roll over on my back, then, you know, no one will attack mm-hmm. me that way. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, if I lose the victim mentality, lately I've been thinking I can, I need to take myself, transform myself from, or ask God, pray to ask, you know, God to transform you from a victim into a warrior. And, to wage spiritual warfare because it is Satan from which these things originate and it's our sinful nature from which these things originate. Um, but number one, spiritual warfare is a way you can be a warrior, claiming scripture, um, just basically rebuking Satan, you know, kind of like in War Room when <laughs> Priscilla Shire. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. You know, flee. But um, 
and another thing is also um, recognizing if there's any truth in the self-talk that's negative. Because sometimes what I do is there are things that probably do need a little bit of work, you know, like if I'm really upset because I'm late, sometimes it's totally not my fault, but the times I get the most angry are because I know I didn't plan ahead. I know that I did not organize my time or I didn't get the kids out of bed soon enough because I didn't want to get out of bed soon enough. Or Those are the times where I get really angry. Identify any truth in the self-talk that's bad and rather than wallowing in it, what has helped me is to take that thing and say, God, I need help. Help me to transform this negative thing into a positive thing. And so you're taking ownership. You're going from victim and just wallowing in, oh, I'm so disorganized and I'm never on time for anything to, hey, you know what? I tend to be late. I'm going to set my alarm 15 minutes earlier and I'm going to actually get up. God, please give me strength to follow through. And maybe just one mm -hmm. thing, you know, don't go crazy because I, I, I would have a long list if I went through all of the things. But if you look at your negative self-talk and maybe even to keep a diary of the top three things that you talk negatively about yourself, I bet there aren't that many big topics that you talk negatively about. And, and pray that God would help you take action if there is any truth. Some of it has no truth at all. But if there is truth, like for me, what I've noticed recently is just not planning ahead makes me angry. Um, when I'm late or when things seem disorganized and fall apart. And so asking God to help me become more organized, I'm actually even listening to a book about like organizing your mind and, 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 you know, the life around you. So taking a practical step, I've noticed that a lot of that negative self-talk in my mind has transformed because I'm hopeful. I'm like, wow, I'm going to put systems in place to become more organized. And, um, but going back to realizing that, being organized doesn't give you value in God's eyes and, and recognizing that it's not the action that makes you a valuable person. So I don't know. That's kind of two different sides of the coin, but that's just a little tip that has helped me a lot is going from victim mentality to warrior, spiritual warfare, and just taking ownership of, of your stuff and moving true. forward instead of laying on your back, which is what I do. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like there's power even in confessing things so for example instead of just let's say that your negative self-talk is about uh organization and you just say i'm i'm a scatterbrained person mm -hmm. you know and you tell yourself anytime you know you're late or something you can't find something oh i'm such a scatterbrained person i can't get organized mm -hmm. instead of so i feel like our initial response once we recognize okay this is negative self-talk this is not constructive to me in any way I'm going to stop it. And our first inclination is to just try to erase that thought. Mm -hmm. But I feel like sometimes there's also power in admitting the thought, but then adding to it. So an example would be, I feel so disorganized right now, but God loves me. Like even that as an affirmation can be very powerful. It was something um, I read about people using this and dealing with fears and phobias. Mm -hmm. Like, I am afraid of heights, but God loves me. So it's you're not telling yourself, you know, that you're Miss Wonder Woman who's not scared of anything. You're saying, yeah, actually I am scared of this, but God still loves me. And then the more you say that to yourself, the more you start emphasizing the God loves me part. Or, you know, I'm 10 pounds overweight, but I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, or I'm... 
I say really dumb things and embarrass myself a lot. But I am fearfully wonderfully made for. But I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, so sometimes yeah. I feel like adding that on instead of just trying to ignore the thought altogether can help. Yeah, and that totally reminds me of Matthew 12, where it talks about like the, the unclean spirit goes out of a person, and then they sweep their house in order, and then the unclean spirit comes back with a bunch of friends and mm-hmm. you know seven other spirits more wicked in it than itself to come in and live there. And I know that's talking about unclean spirits, but it can be the same for your unclean thoughts. And when you try to just ignore an unclean thought without replacing it, mm-hmm. to hold that space, you're just going to revert back. And I love that of taking that bad thought and confessing it out there, but affirming like affirmations are so biblical affirmations, not just like, you know, self-help affirmations, but Mm -hmm. biblical affirmations are so powerful. And so rather than leaving a void where those thoughts were going to be or where you've cast it out, yeah, to affirm. I love that. Yeah. One of my favorites is, but I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Mm -hmm. or another one. So I, I had the chance to go to a writers conference in Las Vegas and I realized that I actually like I get a little nervous in turbulence and it was one of those things that I didn't really want to admit because I'm like well you know everybody has turbulence like you know I'm not scared of things but I realized I'm sudden, you know turbulence makes me nervous mm-hmm. and my you know it really became an affirmation it was I you know whenever we hit a bump I'm scared of turbulence, but God has promised to protect and provide for me. You know, and that became my affirmation. That's um, cool. So, again, we're not just ignoring the fact that there's turbulence, and we're not ignoring the fact that, yeah, I feel a little frightened right now. But you get to add on to that, you know, but God's here. God's with me. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I'm a child of God. All of those can can kind of take those negative self-talks and turn them around. There's some great resources, even if you were to just Google, you know, who am I in Christ or Bible verses about who I am in Christ. It's so encouraging to just see those listed out. You know, you're a co-heir, you are a child of the king, you know, all of these things that's neat to see. And, And like you said, they're biblical. It's not like we're just patting ourselves on the back being like, wow, Jamie, you're such a nice person. And, you, know, you deserve happiness and success. It's not like these are, this is what God himself says about you. Yeah. Well, and another thing that kind of adds to that, and it's not prayer-based. I guess it's prayer-based if you think of it as Thanksgiving. Um, and, and thanking God for victories. And so I started doing this thing when I was in a particularly bad spot of negative self-talk where I would take pictures of my victories. So like if I made a great dinner and I, because, you know, one of my goals was like, I want to make food for my family. When my husband comes home, I I want And so, and I'd gotten away from that and yeah, food's good. (laughs) So I, I would take a picture of that, you know, and be like, I made a healthy meal for my family. Or, you know, if um, my keys were hanging up on the little rack right next to the door, I'd be like, yes, my keys. Somehow I hung my keys up where they're supposed to be. Click. And I had this little folder of, it was just called victories. And so just to take little pictures or snapshots or even mental snapshots or reflect on your day and think, thank you for the victories, God. I am, you know, you're giving me victories. I've done some really cool stuff today. And it's acknowledging, because I'm, I'm guessing that some people listening won't feel comfortable with that because they're worried about being prideful and things like that. 
But I, I absolutely believe there's a way to keep record of these victories and totally acknowledge God in them. Yeah, you know? giving so Him glory for it. Yeah, it's not look at me and look what I did and let me right. show my 800 friends on Facebook. <laughs> no, I did not post my victories on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's God, you helped me do this. And I feel like those are kind of like the Ebenezer songs. You know, we can yeah. build a monument to remind us of times when God has helped us in the past. And so now when you have negative self-talk that says, oh, you're so bad at taking care of your family, you can be like, actually, I'm not. And I have the photographs to prove it. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> exactly. So on that note, is there anything else you wanted to add about negative self-talk? I'm, I'm so glad that we have this discussion because I, I do feel like it impacts a ton of women. Yeah. No, I've I've finished my my list of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just something that we can help each other into. So if you have mm. a Christian friend and you hear these things coming out of her mouth, you know, no, you don't need to jump on a soapbox and lecture her for half an hour. But even, you know, trying to deflect your your friend says, Oh, I can't believe I'm always late, you know. Oh yeah, but but it's Part of that's because you're so careful about making sure your kids look so great when you get out the door, or, you know, something like that. Just any time, whether it's your own negative self-talk or negative self-talk you hear from someone else. I, I'm so glad you brought up, Jamie, the instance with your son, kind of repeating that negative self-talk. Yeah. I feel as parents, this is something that should be on our radar. You know, like there are many times, I'm sure my kids think that I'm a major geek about it, but there are times when I'll, they'll say something, and I'll be like, okay, I need you to say that in a different way, and they'll roll their eyes. So, for example, I'm so bad at math. I hear that. You know, I'm no good at math. And I'll look at them, okay, I need you to say that in a different way. Mm. And they roll their eyes because in their mind, it doesn't make a difference. And then they'll say, math is a little hard for me, but I'm working on it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we say. What an <laughs> excellent tool. Mm-hmm. They they might not know it now, but you are creating good pathways for them. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm getting the eye roll, too. And I figured, like, if you have kids, like, our oldest, both Jamie and I, our oldest is 12. Oldest is. Oldest, oldest are. are. We don't have a shared oldest, but, you know, <laughs> parallel dimensions. But I figured you got a 12-year-old and you're not getting eye rolls, you're probably not, like, parenting to your fullest capacity. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> You really need to rethink your, you know, your life choices if you're not going to the eye rolls. So yes, that's where I get the eye rolls because I don't, I don't want them to get in the habit of the self talk because once you're in it, it's a lot harder to get out. It's easier to just knock it in to begin with. Yep. So you know, just one more tidbit for those of you who do still have kids in the home is make sure that they're not hearing negative self talk about you and yourself, and also be careful about. What you say to them, you know, like, why are you always so loud? Why are you always so late? That's that's teaching them, I'm always loud, I'm always late, or whatever it is. So, yeah, just there's a lot of power even in how we phrase things. So Yeah, totally agreed. All right, well, what's up next? Well, we are, we have our kind of new segment, the prayers for the unsaved that we're going to be including in our coffee break episodes that we're excited to share with you where we will pray together for the three to five people that God has placed on your heart um, to pray for. Um, 
that don't know the Lord. And so we have these written prayers that we're going to pray through as a group. And I'll just, I'll pray the prayer and you can pray along um, on your own. And if you like these prayers and you want to pray more often, you can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved and sign up to receive 30 emails, one at a time, not all 30, but one a day for 30 days um, of prayers, praying for 30 different aspects. This is what I love about these, 30 different aspects of um, just covering these people um, with prayer from all different angles. So, um, so yeah, let's pray together. God, thank you for the life you've given us in Christ. Thank you for the joy and peace and eternal security that you've granted me through your son. You are the resurrected savior. You have conquered death, hell, and the grave. No weapon forged against you will prevail. You are the king over all the earth, sovereign over the entire universe. You are so powerful, Lord, powerful enough to raise my friend to life, even though they're dead in their sins. God, you are the Redeemer, the Savior of the world. Please grant my friend new, the new life that you promised to those who call on you and believe in your name. Show them your power over sin. Show them your victory over the enemy. I'm waiting for the day when my friend and I can worship you together, knowing that even when we were your enemies, you sent your perfect son to die for us, to pay the penalty for our sins, and to raise us up with you. Today, I pray that you will make my friend alive in Christ, just like you did for me and everyone else who calls on your great and glorious name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining us for our Coffee Break episode of Praying Christian Women. Please submit your own questions to prayingchristianwomen.com if you have things on your heart that you would like us to talk about prayer in one of our future episodes. And... Speaking of prayer, let's just go ahead and close today's episode with a word of prayer. God, we are so thankful that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we are so thankful that you love us, that you have saved us and redeemed us. We just pray that you would conquer negative self-talk, silence the lies of the enemy, help us to do a good job, those of us who still have kids at home, to teach them the importance of just knowing who we are in you, Lord. I pray for anyone listening who doesn't have a relationship with you yet. Just ask that you would be showing them your love for them, their need for you to forgive their sins, your power over death, your salvation, Lord. We just thank you for the chance we have to do this show. We pray your tremendous blessings over all of our listeners until we gather together next time. Amen. Mm-hmm.